Jesset Gudbev, and welcome back to another week of Behangom Yoga Global Online Forum. I'm Avi, bringing you this week's edition once again from Sydney, and we're going to be diving into part two of our conversation about the power of consistency. Last week, we started this conversation with Abnev, who is a software engineer by profession in Sydney. And to give a quick recap, the big takeaway that we had about the power of consistency is that consistent effort helps you achieve big things. Most importantly, it elevates your potential to achieve more and more and to continually grow. But the way to approach it is to not expect anything, to not expect outcomes from consistent effort. Most of all, the focus should be on the goal and not the process and expecting some kind of fruit from your process. Today, we're going to be diving a little bit more into that and understanding what to do when things don't go as planned. So sit back, enjoy, and we hope you're able to take something from this discussion. Yeah, I think the big sentence that you mentioned there about the fact that yogis have mastery over practice itself, I think if we connect that to understanding our initial question about the power of consistency, it it gives quite a profound answer, doesn't it? It's the power that you get with consistent effort and uh, having the tools to be consistent and have focus. So in other words, meditation, it's you genuinely can achieve anything. And it's not a cliche statement. It's not an overstatement. It's just a scientific fact because you will understand how to do uh sorry how to approach something how to do the process diligently practice it and you will achieve it and a common imagery that uh, a common natural imagery that has applied with this sense in spirituality is water you know if we imagine ourselves maybe we imagine our effort as a certain amount of water And if we have different containers that might represent different buckets or goals that we have, and there's different ways to enter that container, if you're just water and you're pure and you're able to apply that consistent effort, you will take the shape of that container very quickly and achieve that goal. So this brings us to maybe the root uh, answer to what the power of consistency is. But there's always complications and things that we face uh, as humans when we try to master something, try to achieve our goals. You know, if we look at what we've discussed so far, to achieve big things, you must apply consistent effort. To have focus and apply consistent effort, you can meditate and be able to understand any process and achieve what you want. But as we are still approaching that level and getting to that level and striving to be that, and we fall short, you know, I'm trying to achieve, let's say I have a week goal and I don't achieve it. Let's say I have a yearly goal and I fall short. What should you do in that situation? So what do you think helps in that situation when you're falling short or you have fallen short? How do you get back on track? Sure, yeah. Well, 
one thing we don't really talk about that often in life is, you know, we, we talk a lot about the things outside of our body that we've acquired, but we don't really talk about the, the internal skill set that we're all trying to develop over time. Yeah. And I think what's important firstly is for you to for you to understand when you're in those situations that there is a force inside of you that's trying to distract you all the time and that's not you that is a separate force to you um, which is causing this friction inside of you and causing this distraction because if it's as simple as this that you set yourself a goal you're passionate about it, you're excited about it, then why wouldn't you just do that thing? Well, the reason is there's a different force inside of your body which is trying to distract you. In the principles of the Hungam Yog and the principles of spirituality, we refer to this force as the mind. And if you want to experience the mind, a small challenge you can do for yourself right now or after, if you if you know you're paying attention, hopefully. <laughs> um, but what you can do is you can close your eyes, and for one minute, don't don't have any thoughts. And if you're able to do that, great. But for most of us, unless we practice some kind of, you know, meditation, some kind of internal practice, it'll be very difficult to do. And that is where you will experience within yourself for that one minute you will experience what the mind is it's that force which works in the reverse direction to the direction you want to go in so the first thing i would say is try to be methodical try to be systematic about diagnosing why you're not able to be consistent don't just be sad i mean obviously be sad because you know it is it is painful it is it does make you unhappy but once you get over that try to be systematic try to write down okay what distracted me was it this was it that and go deeper because i can guarantee you there is a way to go deeper and the reason why maybe you find it hard to go deeper is because in the general world in the general life that we live we don't talk about this internal skill set and it is a huge mistake that we make in our lives and this is why the principles of spirituality are so important especially in this world where you know everyone has their own goals and ambitions many people think that for me to be a spiritual person I need to move away from my goals and ambitions. That is completely incorrect. What you need in your life to achieve your goals is focus, is consistency, is the ability to control your energy, master yourself. All of those statements are spiritual statements. You will not find answers to these questions anywhere other than the world and the land of spirituality. And the thing is, the answers to these questions have la have have these questions have been answered th thousands of years ago, and then they've been encoded into practices that you can do 
in the comfort of your home. That is the beauty of this science. That we're not asking you as, you know, spiritual aspirants or whatever you want to call us. Um, the, the world of spiritualities never asks a person to completely give up the way they look at the world. What it asks them to do is to practice different things, mainly meditation, for short periods of time so that you can see the world that you actually want to see and build the life you actually want to build so that you have complete control over yourself. That is the whole point of spirituality, to help you find the truth, which is, for that minute, I didn't want to have any thoughts. That is the truth. And I will make it into a truth by having complete control over myself, by having self-mastery, by knowing every aspect of my own being. And that is where all of this really comes into the picture. You know, for if, you, if you think there is a question you have about yourself that cannot be answered by anything in the external world, then you're right. Because the external world is not where your thoughts exist. It's not where your fears exist. It's not where your hopes exist. They all exist inside of you. So you're trying to solve a problem that exists in Australia by going to America and looking for an answer. That's not the right way to do it. You have to know where to look. And so that's where the first reflection that needs to happen is, is this something, is this problem actually with the outside world or is it with the world inside of me, with the way that I think, with the way that I perceive, with the, with the tools I have inside of me? And I don't know, maybe I'm biased. I definitely am biased. But I found most of the problems I have in my own life, they are problems inside of me. Of course, if I'm sick and I've, you know, harmed my leg, then it's not a problem with my internal skill set. It's yeah. a problem with, you know, my body. But the other, you know, 99 problems I have, they're all inside of me. So meditating every day, you know, seeking audience with spiritual masters, trying to go deeper and deeper. That is how you're going to find answers to these more you know, difficult questions, well, not even difficult questions, these questions which don't seem like they can be easily answered, which, but they can be. Yeah, and as we discuss these questions and dive into this concept or other concepts more and more, I feel like we always land at this point where the internal world is where everything is described, uh, everything is driven for your life. Like what you see in the external world is driven by your internal world. How you perceive the external world is from your internal world. But to throw a bit of a, a thought experiment at this stage that we're at here. So let's say you do this reflection on the inside and you've, ha you've had this goal and you find that there was something missing uh, with your approach. Then there's also situations, maybe if we take the example of a student, uh, and as a student, sometimes we might wonder why does this happen to us? So 
we might observe as we reflect back, you know, we've got a result of an exam in our hands and we reflect back on all the time we spent in preparation. We notice that we actually spent, fo we focused, we spent effort and we did what we thought we needed to do to achieve our goal. But the result in our hands is still not that result we were looking for. And maybe this is, this is just a simple example with an exam, but I'm sure this has occurred before in life where we have this uncomfortable, strange situation where we are very confident and sure that we have applied all the effort we can. We can almost feel it physically that we're tired and we've applied so much effort and then we still fall short. So what do you think we do in that situation? Sure. Well, yeah, so the first thing here is to um, I think it's dangerous to go through life thinking that if you apply consistent effort, you will always succeed. Yeah. I think that is a very dangerous way to live because again, I think the focus is on the wrong thing. If the, your focus is on the process rather than on the outcome. And if you focus on the process and it doesn't succeed, then you start to lose faith in the process and you, you never succeed after that because whilst it's not true that consistent effort, you know, will always lead to success. If you have achieved success a hundred percent of the time, it will be through consistent effort. And so if you really want to analyze those cases where, you know, the, the effort you've applied has not borne any fruit. The simple answer to that is you need to analyze where my efforts misguided. Yeah. Were they focusing on the wrong thing? And that comes with wisdom and experience through life. You know, it, you can spend a whole year trying to understand the basic rules of mathematics when you're trying to learn how to, you know, become a good software engineer, let's say. Um, and at the end of the year, you, you sit a test for one of these companies out there, you're going to fail. Yeah. Like you're not going to get anywhere because you're not being hired to solve algebraic equations. You're being hired to write code and solve problems. So, you know, you, you also have to, there is an aspect of, you know, being a bit, um, bringing a bit of wisdom into your life. And the way you do that is by wisdom comes from experience. And so approaching those who have experience is usually a great way to make sure that the efforts you're applying are not misguided. And that's where a master is important. And this is where the whole idea and concept of a master comes from. Because let's say you want to achieve self-mastery. So what you're trying to do every day of your life is to not have any thoughts. Great. You reach a point where you have no thoughts. So now how do you get anything done <laughs> if you have no thoughts? Are you just shut in your room, just sitting there having no thoughts? There is an entire science of the internal world called spirituality which explains 
how to do every aspect, how to, how to master every aspect of your life. Stopping your thoughts is, you know, the, not even the tip of the iceberg. Like it's, it's above the iceberg. It's, it's nowhere. Like this is child's play for a person who is, who is living the spiritual lifestyle. And it's, it's not that hard. It really is not. You just have to meditate every day and you learn that skill. It's just learning a skill. That's it. Now, yeah, like you can do that for, the, for your entire life. You're not going to achieve these bigger, you know, states of consciousness that you might be, uh, you know, looking for. Um, and if that's all you want, then that's great. Um, but I really wonder if you'll be able to do anything in your life productively um, if you're just sitting in your room trying to stop your thoughts. Um, so what I would say is seek wisdom and be humble. You know, if you are absolutely sure that to get to your goal, these are the steps you need to take. Even then, be humble enough to say to yourself, I haven't got there yet. That's the whole point of the exercise. I haven't got there yet. Mm -hmm. So why don't I ask someone how they got there? And that's humility. And it's not, I wouldn't even call it humility. Um, I would almost call it common sense. You know, don't, don't try to just, don't try to invent your own pathway to success um, when you haven't even got there um, and others already have. So it's the same for your internal world. If you want to become more calm, find a person who's calm and speak to them. Hey, how did you become calm? And then you get the wisdom, you get the thoughts from them and you encode it into practices in your life and you take those steps forward. Um, so, you know, this is a very deep question, I think. And really where it leads me to reflect is on the relationship between a master and a student. Um, and this doesn't have to be a formalized thing. You know, for, for me in my personal life, when I'm trying to learn a skill, I don't just try to learn it by myself. I always try to seek a mentor, a person who already knows that skill. And I don't just ask them to download all their information into my head by lecturing me for hours on end. I ask them, how can I learn this skill? And then I, you know, take those steps to learning that skill. Um, so to answer your question, consistent effort itself doesn't get you success. Um, consistent, well-directed effort is, 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 is the key. I, I think the huge conclusion there, which uh, I absolutely agree with, is we must have guidance from a master. You know, that, that's exactly where we realize that there's two things, you know, uh, as Abhinav just mentioned, you can't have expectation that consistent effort will lead to success tomorrow. It is about getting there eventually and learning and growing. But also the most important part is applying consistent effort in the wrong way, as was just mentioned, it just doesn't work. You will not achieve what you're looking for. With a master, you know how to get to the destination because they have gotten there and they will take you there. 
And I think the beauty in spirituality is the moment you seek uh, internal growth, you seek to be better. You try to be better every day. The universe just guides you towards the way you can do that. And the master will guide you. So I think we've really just reached the conclusion of the power of consistency. You know, it's almost an incomplete title. It's, it's just the start. The power of consistency actually lies in your dedication to being open to grow and applying consistent effort with focus on a goal and not on the process and ultimately without expectation. And most importantly, this is only possible with the guidance of a master. So thank you for joining in with us this week. We hope you have a lovely and safe week ahead. Jason Gugudev, and we'll see you next week.